Rocket from Russia weekly punk rock radio show on CITR presented to you by Stomp Records from Montreal every Tuesday at 10:30 a.m. on 101.9 FM. Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR. Yes, this is correct. Uh, the numbers for radio station is 101.9 FM, or you can listen online, CITR 101.9 FM or CITR.ca. Two great options based on your technical abilities. Correct. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Rocket from Russia, weekly punk rock radio show. My name is Russian Tim, and... Hello, this is happening live. Hope you had a great long weekend and up for a short week of uh, happiness. Uh, I started off uh, the show with a band called Good Riddance. And the reason I did that, because they are playing this weekend, October 17th, at the Rickshaw. Uh, that was a song called A Credit to His Gender from their super album called A Comprehensive Guide or, uh, to Modern Rebellion. This is correct information. Uh, before I begin uh, telling you about the agenda of today's show, I would like to thank everybody who came out to the show on Saturday, which I organized at the Media Club, uh, Timeshares, Signals Midwest, Jesse Laborde, The Greatest Sons, and Grease Thieves. It was a really great show. Thanks to everybody who came over. Thanks to all the bands. It was really, really probably one of the best shows of the year, in my opinion. Great, 
great, great times. Thanks everybody for coming. Um, I got a chance at the show, actually before the show, to talk to Max from the band called Signals Midwest. And today I will play you our uh, interview on the show. And uh, so yeah, maybe you can learn, especially if you like uh, their set on Saturday, you can learn a little bit more about uh, Max himself and the band Signals Midwest from Ohio. Uh, also today in the end of the show, we will do a ticket giveaway to a concert which is happening on October 17th, that is correct as well, uh, at the venue, uh, the, a band called Death are playing and uh, the, the support by Guantanamo Baywatch. Uh, we will do a ticket giveaway in the end of the show. All right, but let's uh, let's get things uh, started and let's listen a little bit to uh, Signals Midwest, especially if you were not at the show, you're not very familiar with the band, so at least you'd know a little bit. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'll play you a song called Monarchs. This is one of their biggest hits, I would say, probably. I think it's correct information, maybe not. Who knows? Definitely not me. All right, let's do it. Uh, this is Signals Midwest, uh, a song called Monarchs. Hello, hello, hello. This is Max Stern from Signals Midwest from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Great job! All right.
Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the radio station CITR. This is correct. Uh, we just heard two songs by the band called Signals Midwest from Ohio, Cleveland. Uh, that was songs from their second last studio album called Latitudes and Longitudes. I think that's how... Nah, it's probably not how it's pronounced. Ooh, and the songs were called Monarchs and Family Crest. Two good songs. They, uh, they played both at the show. That was great. All right, my friends, uh, let's check out the first part of my conversation with Max uh, from uh, the band called Signals Midwest. Uh, they currently in the process of recording their uh, new album. It's halfway done, and Max will tell a little, little bit more in details about that. Uh, so in the first part of our conversation, we just talked about this brand new upcoming album. So let's listen. This is me and Max of Signals Midwest uh, having a conversation on the radio. Bridge Columbia, Max. This is not your first time in Vancouver, but this is the first time for Signals Midwest in our town. This is true. Uh, you're currently working on the new record with Evan Weiss of uh, Inter It Over It. Yep. Uh, could you please tell a little bit about the process, um, what status is right now, where you're at right now, what's the estimate date of the upcoming release? Wow. Um, well, I'm hoping that the record comes out in uh, late spring, early summer of 2016. Um, we tracked all the music in 10 days in September at Atlas Studios in Chicago, which is where some of our favorite records have been made, stuff by Alkaline Trio, the Lawrence Arms, the Menzingers, um, really important punk records to us. Um, so recording there was pretty surreal. Um, unfortunately, towards the end of the recording session, I got a cold and uh, I kind of lost my voice and uh, my, you know, I was just leaking slime out of my nose and we had to cancel the last couple days. <laughs> but uh, as soon as I get back from this tour, um, I am going to go from Fest back home for a few days, then to Chicago to sing the rest of the record. And then it'll be done. And then uh, we just have to press it and put it out. Speaking of Alkaline Trio, I heard you even used their Grant's kick drum. Yeah, we did. It was like enormous. And uh, that's been our, our drummer Steve's favorite band forever. Uh, <laughs> so recording on that was pretty funny and pretty cool. <laughs> I know that uh, for you, the, uh, the concept of the album was very important. You really put a lot of effort and thought into that. Try to. <laughs> right, yeah. Could you please speak a little bit about uh, the new record, if you already have the concept, if there's a nice specific idea behind the, the album? I think that all of our records kind of have to do with the concept of, of movement and whether it's okay to slow down or if you want to retain some kind of inertial to continue to grow as a person. Um, I think with this we were very much focused on kind of self-editing and, and pushing the songs a lot further than we had been and, and that was a big reason why we ended up working with Evan is because he uh, he just kind of beat us up about our songs and you know we got in a room with him for two days before we tracked anything and he cut verses and choruses and bridges and rearranged things and you know probably cut down about five minutes of music um, and kind of streamlined everything which was a really good process for us I think and I think it pushed the songs to places where we wouldn't have got them and where we're able to say the same thing in a two and a half minute song that would have been a five minute song prior. So I think it's faster. I think that it's a little bit more like pop oriented and I tried to write some choruses and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think that it, it moves along. It's got a nice feeling of movement. It's definitely more upbeat, faster songs than Light on the Lake was. Um, and it sounds awesome. We got to use some really good gear. I'm, I'm very, very stoked to have it out in the world whenever that is. I'm actually very, very honestly stoked to hear that because in my, the way I see young bands recording, and I mean young, like less than five albums, let's sure, say that, sure. uh, that the role of a producer is extremely important because he, especially when you... And we never had one. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's really interesting that, because I talked to different bands, I talked to Flatliners, and they worked with uh, Fat Mike, and they sure. said exactly the same thing about Cavalcade. He came to our jam practice, and he just cut down the songs. Yeah, and I mean, that's what you have to do. You know, you don't need to do a chorus four times. The bridge doesn't need to go for 45 seconds. The intro to the song doesn't need a full minute of instrumental stuff before you start. You can just, I mean... There is a lot of instances where we just cut the intros off of our songs. It was just one, two, three, four, start singing, and that was it. Um, and that happened in a couple different spots. So, 
yeah, it feels a, it feels streamlined. It feels a lot more direct than the last one did, and uh, he pushed us to get really good takes. Uh, and also his partner Matt Jordan, who engineered it, he used to play in the Intuit over at Full Band. He does some stuff in a band called Lifted Bells with Bob Nana from Braid. He's a really really talented guy, and he and Evan have a kind of really interesting yin and yang thing going. And it was it was cool to have a team like that. process this. Hello, hello, you are listening to the radio station CITR, and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Special shout out to my new friend Alena, all the way from Ukraine. She came out to the show, and uh, she's listening right now, and she's she had fun on Saturday. That was great. Uh, we just heard a song by Signals Midwest called 308 uh, from their album called Light on the Lake, and we heard the first part of my conversation with Max. Uh, from Signals Midwest, where he just uh, talked a little bit about their upcoming brand new album. Uh, let's hear the second part of my conversation with Max. In the second part, we discussed his uh, other project called Meridian. Uh, this is um, his his other band where he plays with his brother, and they're slightly different because they play this acoustic, folky um, kind of rock music. It's pretty di- not pretty different, not super different, but it's different from Signals Midwest. So we talked a little bit about uh, Meridian, and then we also talked about a f- uh, song uh, which is, was written by Will Wagner of the Smith Street Band. Uh, and the song is called More Like Signals Midwest. And this is a song about m- uh, meeting uh, Max from Signals Midwest. We will hear that story as well. All right, let's do it. This is part two of my conversation with Max of Signals Midwest. And uh, here it is. I was always interested when you write songs, how do you decide which one goes to Signals and which one goes to other band called Meridia? I think with, with Signals, I've been doing it for longer and it it's, tends to be more like just aggressive subject matter, I guess. I, I don't know. Oh, I think with Meridian, I consciously try to write pop songs, and it's very much just kind of verse, chorus, bridge, and with Signals, we kind of get a little bit weirder. Um, but honestly, I, I think it goes in phases. I can kind of flip a switch in my brain where I know pretty much immediately when it happens, like, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna end up being a song for Signals. And I don't I don't really know how it happens, but I usually don't write a Signals song one day and a Meridian song the next day. Uh, usually, you know, I work on it in several month increments, and you know, like a, if I'm gonna work on Signals songs, I tend to listen to a lot of 
you know, louder, faster, more aggressive music, and if I'm working on Meridian stuff, I will probably just listen to Neil Young for a few weeks and then and then try to dive into that or something. Um, you know, there's never really a formula. I, don't, I think that if someone says that they have a formula for writing a song, that kind of scares me. It's, it's like treating it as a science, which is, is frightening to me. But, uh, yeah, that's, there's really no method to the madness, I guess. <laughs> um, our mutual friend, Will Wagner, wrote a song called More Like Signals Mid-Best. He did. And there's an amazing video for the song. Honestly, like I'm speaking honestly, I really love uh, this video because it's so warm, it's so home, it's so French. Oh, the, the one in my parents' backyard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Could you please put the story to the picture? Because like obviously I was just as a, watching it, it's just really interesting what was happening that day. What was happening that day, I'm trying to think, that would have been the Smith Street Band tour that they were supporting Frank Turner, uh -huh. I want to say. Oh, this is when we met them, when I met them. Right, right, person. right. So that was the same tour. Um, they had come a year earlier in 2012, and it was just as they were putting their record Sunshine and Technology out, and it, they just started to blow up in Australia, like just sort of starting to grow out of, you know, playing smaller venues and stuff there. And I mean, that's not like it is now for them, where they go to Australia and they play for 1,500 people. Um, so I met them and did shows for them in Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and we just bonded really closely. And, and they stayed at my parents' house, and Will wrote a song about it, yeah, and then he yeah, put yeah. it on that record, and I was very, very flattered. And it, it was just amazing to see that pop up in a song. And then they blew up, and then they came back with Frank, and they came over and they stayed again. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, like our whole family kind of welcomed them back, and my mom cooked a big breakfast, and, uh, you know, I... I uh, I think it was their traveling partner, Andy Johnson, yes. who was, you know, taking video and, and doing a lot of photos and running their tour blog, and he wanted to film videos, and then, um, you know, Will and I were just kind of kicking around the idea of doing that song, and, and then I was like, can I sing the one verse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I watch that video from time to time and, and just feel very warm exactly. and, and very grateful to have such good friends that, that live so far away, um, and I... Honestly, I, I can't think of a harder working and band that's more deserving of success that, that they're getting. I mean, the fact that they can tour all over the world and, and you know, make a living doing that and, and just write these really important, poignant, sometimes political, always emotional, really catchy songs. I just think that they're just one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. I just love them. Yeah, likewise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just a great band. Yeah. And great people. That's, mm -hmm. that's also very important. Uh, the best moment uh, for me in this video is like when your mom, I think it shows like, is it some sort of lasagna or some sort of dish? What <laughs> was it? It's a frittata, like a potato and egg dish, I want to say. Oh. Um, it's really good. Yeah, she, she like, that's like her signature breakfast thing. Um, that she learned from a foreign exchange student from Spain that we had when I was a kid. Wow. Uh, and yeah, whenever we have a lot of company, she likes to make one of those. And they're all vegetarians, so we didn't make sure that you know, there's, there's only good stuff. Fell asleep in my warmest clothes Safe in the knowledge it was summer back home Woke up next to a pile of rat shit Feeling like a pile of rat shit With my ears ringing from weeks of shows Cities I can't remember populated by people I don't know And I've never felt better, I'm all full of hope Never been so competently able to cope We went for breakfast at your parents' house I felt inspired by everything we spoke about Electric letters for free I send you while you sleep They're coming back to haunt me now I miss the little sounds you make when you wake up I miss the entire notion of waking up next to you With our knotted hair tangled on the pillows that we share And from here I can see my high school And I can see my parents' house can see the people I grew up with And the excuses I've buried them in now And from here I can see my high school And I can see my parents' house Can see the people I grew up with And the excuses I've buried them in now And I don't deserve anywhere near this much
sleeping in basements with all five of us Waking up under moldy blankets to scratches and coughs Remember where the van is Find the van keys and fuck off And from nowhere I can see myself Taking insults and not playing with others well And first impressions run deep But your memories of me Will always be as unhealthy as say you run clean And I say I don't mind And that everything's fine But it's getting so hard to get my nose over the line And I don't respect myself So why should anybody else? I don't respect myself So why should anybody else Think that what I'm doing is right? When it'd be just as easy to fuck around and get high for the rest of my life Whoa. From where I can see my high school Then I can see my parents' house And see the people I grew up with And the excuses I buried them in now And from here I can see my high school Then I can see my parents' house the people I grew up with And the excuses I buried them in Now and I don't deserve anywhere Near this much And I don't deserve anywhere Near this much Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR Weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia is currently on the air this is a success, at least for me. Uh, we just heard a song called More Like Signals Meet Best, uh, which was written by Will Wagner of the Smith Street Band from Australia. Uh, that was a song from his solo album called Laika. And as you heard, this is pretty much um, concludes the story, tells the story of uh, the Smith Street Band staying at uh, Max's parents' house and having that amazing dish. If you haven't uh, seen that video, just um, Google uh, More Like Signals Meet Best. It's really like the video I was very, very honest in the interview that I said yes uh, that's uh, the whole video feeling so warm that you feel the friendship and it just it's just great uh, just great video um, yeah all right uh, let's move on to the final part of my conversation with Max of the band called Signals Midwest and as usual uh, in the end of the interview we discussed a whole bunch of random completely unrelated uh, material and uh, <laughs> And yeah, let's just listen to it. There's uh, there's no logical continuity continuity in that. All right, this is part three of my conversation with Max of the band called Singles Midwest from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland and early days, uh, you started playing playing in this ska band called the Scatastrophes. <laughs> You guys, you, you are really digging stuff up for this. That's awesome. Yeah, man, let's do it. Uh, you guys opened for Streetlight Manifesto, and you're a massive oh, man. fan. That was that was, dude. That was like 2005. That is like a decade ago. And uh, also on August 3rd, 2007, you joined unofficial Streetlight Manifesto forum, uh, and you were very active. You had 192 posts there. Uh, in 2012, Street- you are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right. Uh, <laughs> In 2012, Streetlight Manifest and Signals Midwest played the fest, and how bummed you were when you scheduled to play exactly at the same time. I was honestly pretty bummed out. <laughs> I, I honestly, it's funny that you mentioned that forum because I've met a lot of people who are now involved in other bands um, through that forum. Um, the guitarist and backup vocalist for the Sidekicks, our friend Toby, uh, I met him through that forum. Uh, and he liked our, our ska band, who, Lauren, our bass player, he played trombone in that band as well. Um, so that was sort of our... Yeah. I'm, I'm going down a couple different paths here. But, um, yeah, we met Toby through that, and then when Signals toured out west for the first time, we went to Bellingham, Washington, just a little bit south of where we are now, and Toby booked a show for us, and then we just became friends, and then he came to Cleveland to record our, our record, Light on the Lake, and then... He came to Europe with us and did some shows with us last summer, and then while he was in Europe with us, he got an offer to play in the Sidekicks, and then he moved to Columbus, and it's just this whole confluence of everything ha- that happened because of this this message board that we yeah. frequented when we were like, you know, 14, 15 years old. 
Uh, it's very, very funny that you bring that up, but it's 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 a small world, and the internet is a magical place, and I'm I'm grateful for that. I might not be here so if, if, well, if it wasn't for that. So yeah. Thanks to the forum, of yeah. Street Life Manifesto. Totally. Uh, could you please tell the story of how you played the Battle of Bands with Catastrophes? <laughs> uh, there was a so the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, and they would do a high school rock off every year where you know all the. Uh, The band members had to be in high school, and there'd be a couple hundred bands that would enter, and uh, it was always at another venue called the Odeon in Cleveland, and one year, the year that we entered and made it to the finals, they decided to move it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so they, like, built a stage in there, and, you know, we, we played with, like, a bunch of, like, video props from a No Doubt video behind us, and then, like, Rage Against the Machine's old tour van, and, you know, Bon Jovi's guitars, and it was really silly, I mean... It's it's just it's just funny to think that that's even a thing that happened. And then I started another band that's done, you know, exponentially more than my old silly high school ska band did, and yet like we still play basements. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, it is what it is. I've I've come a long way, or or reversed. I don't really know which. <laughs> Tonight you're playing at the Media Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We are here right now. That is correct. <laughs> I really hope that it will be a better experience than playing a converted jail in Ottawa. Could you please share this? Story? Actually, we didn't play in a converted jail. We just stayed there because we had an off day between Montreal and Toronto, which uh -huh. was our, our first time in Canada. It was a band called Run Forever, who are really, really good. Um, they put out a new record yesterday, actually, and I'm excited <laughs> to listen to it. Um, we were just looking up hostels, and we found this spot in Ottawa, and it looked really weird, and then we showed up, and there was a bar... Uh, in the courtyard of the jail called Mugshots, and I guess it was where the last public hanging in Canada was. And there was this huge tree, and I was just kind of looking at it the whole time, like, oh, people died there. That was weird. And then, um, yeah, we, we stayed in a room, and there were, like, still, like, the, the, the bars on the doors, and, and it just... I woke up kind of drunk and very confused and, like, thought I was in jail for a second. It's like, I didn't do anything bad to end up here, did I? What did I do? Um, yeah, that was, that was a trip. That was our second night ever spent in Canada. It's pretty strange. <laughs> and how was playing an abandoned Chinese restaurant at Cheyenne, Wyoming? Oh, that was a great show. Uh, that was one of two times that we have played two shows in one day. Um, we played... There's this kid, Ed Ma, who uh, lived in Cheyenne, now lives in Laramie, and he was doing punk shows, and I think his parents owned a restaurant, but they had just closed it down. Um, he had another venue that had also just closed down, and he was like, well, I just, I'll set up a PA in there, and uh, we'll, just, uh, we'll just go with it. So, yeah, that was cool. We played there at like 6 p.m., and then drove south to Fort Collins, Colorado, about an hour north of Denver, and we played at a bar called Surfside 7, and that was a cool show, too. Um, I'm trying to remember what, what uh, tour that would have been. That was probably 2011, our first West Coast tour, mm -hmm. I want to say. Um, yeah, it was a great tour. <laughs> Speaking of playing uh, shows in unique places, the population of Fort Ashby, West Virginia is 1,380 people. <laughs> yes. They have one traffic light, and you managed to play set there. It's very funny because when we got to that show, this was in 2010, I want to say. You were, you were making me rack my brain. Um, when we showed up, the kids were really excited because they had just installed the traffic light in the town. And they're like, oh, just we got the traffic light, dude. It's just like, you just got to go to the traffic light. It would have been hard to find, but like now just go to the traffic light and make a left and you're, and you're good and you'll find the venue. It's like the, the one track. All right, cool. Uh, that was a fun show. There's still like a video of us playing um, oh. Intentions. Uh, for like maybe the first time ever live floating around on YouTube. It's like really dark and grainy. Uh-huh. Um, and we and we were still three piece at that point and but I, I found that video a couple of months ago. I was like, holy shit, that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that was a trip. But you know what? Small towns are really sweet because, you know, bands don't come through them very often, so when they do, people are very, very appreciative. Right. We we played in a trailer in South Dakota on this tour to break up a day off between uh, Minneapolis and Denver and uh I will never forget that show. It was, I wow. mean, it was just, it was so strange, and we were so in the middle of nowhere, but people were really sweet. Uh -huh, and, uh, uh -huh. you know, were they familiar with the music? Or? A few people were. A few wow. people drove from, like, Sioux Falls, and, and, like, you know, a couple kids singing along, and I was like, how the hell did this happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the internet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great, that's great. <laughs> and the final story, 
you know, I'm very happy that you made it today um, to Canada and you crossed the border. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> My pleasure. Some cops are nice, some are not so nice. This is true. But some cops play a guitar solo for you. <laughs> How did you find out? How did you figure this out? Uh, I believe the story that you're referencing is... Um, so, our bass player, Lauren, who... Uh, he lived in a house where we formed, uh, it was called the Milk Crate, and we used to practice there, and it was this, this, this really just old, hollow, creaky house, and we would practice there, and it basically just acted as a giant amplifier, and we were so loud all the time, and the cops would come all the time, and we ended up getting noise complaints and tickets, it was a mess, but I remember one time the cops came to bus to practice, and they stormed downstairs, which you're not allowed to do, and he was just, he just kind of screamed, like, hey, give me that guitar, and I was like, very scared. I was like 18 years old. I was very confused. We were drinking underage. And he's like, give me that guitar. And I was like, okay. And I handed it to him. And he just rips this solo, man. Just like this really awesome, like bluesy, like just a couple licks, just really tastefully, like lands on an E chord, rings it out, hands the guitar back to me. And he's like, hey, man, nice guitar, but you guys really got to keep it down. <laughs> and we said, okay, man, we will do that. And uh, then I got a noise violation the next week and then he moved out of the house. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, some cops are cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, thank you so much for the interview, and I'm very stoked to see you. In yeah, dinner. man, thanks for having us. Very stoked. Thank you.
Hello, 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 this is Rocket from Russia on CITR, and that was my interview with uh, Max of the band called Signals Midwest, and we heard their song called Intentions from their uh, album called Latitudes and Long longitudes i will never be able to pronounce that correctly um yes that was it this is it let's move on let's do a ticket giveaway to a show which is happening on october 17th uh this is saturday at the venue nightclub um uh, it's an early show and the band called death are playing uh this show they're headlining and they're playing with guantamo baywatch uh if you're not familiar with the band called death uh, they are a proto-punk band, which was, some people even say, they're like the earliest punk rock band. Uh, they were, they played, uh, the three brothers that played um, in early 70s in Detroit, Michigan. And the uh, music they played uh, pretty much sounded like punk rock, but it was early 70s, which is a little bit too early for punk rock. And then nothing really happened to them. Um, they just moved on to live their lives. And then in early 2000. I don't know, sometime into a few years back, uh, they were rediscovered and they got back together and started playing music again. Uh, so they have a new album which is called N.E.W., uh, which stands for New, I believe. Maybe not. Who knows? I definitely do not. Uh, this album came out earlier this year in April, and uh, the band Gold Death, they're playing the show on Saturday. So if you like to go to, go to see uh, the show for free, feel free to give a call 604-822-2487, 604-822-2487, and I will give you a pair of tickets to see Death and Guantanamo Baywatch. Uh, all right, let's get familiar with uh, Death's new album. Uh, this is an opening track, and uh, the name of uh, this track is called Relief. And how about we'll listen to it? Uh, all right, so this is a band called Death, uh, the song called Relief, playing in Vancouver this Saturday.
Hello, hello, hello. That was weekly punk rock radio rocket f- radio show. Yeah, that was radio show. Correct. Radio program that was Rocket from Russia, which is presented to you by a record label from Stomp uh, from Montreal called Stomp Records. Wow, that was not very well practiced. But I guess I delivered the information. Hopefully, who knows? Uh, we just heard two songs by two bands which are playing on Saturday. A death, uh, a band called Death. Uh, that was a song called Relief from their new album called NW NEW New. And the final track was Guantamo Baywatch. Uh, that was a song called Barbacoa, Barbocao, something like that. Uh, from their new album called, uh, not new album, last studio release called Chest Crawl. All right, this is it. That was Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for listening. That was great. And if you like what you heard, you can check out the podcast on citr.ca. Also on facebook.com slash rocket from Russia. You can subscribe to iTunes and download automatically episodes of the show. And you can do that at the CITR website. It has a brand new wonderful link, which automatically adds Rocket from Russia to your iTunes if you use that program. And also I have a blog called rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. It has uh, all the previous uh, episodes of the show, plus a list of upcoming concerts in Vancouver, B.C. All right, uh, and I would like to finish with a couple of songs uh, if I have time. Uh, the show, which I'm crazy, also excited, is happening on Saturday at the rickshaw. Good riddance, off of their heads, fire next time, and the local band looks like old ages playing. This is great. This is great for great bands. October 17th at Saturday at the rickshaw. Good riddance. Oh, that's uh, off their head. Oh, that, that, that's going to be great. This is going to be great. Yeah. All right, and uh, obviously I would like to play, uh, finish up the song uh, by Off Their Heads, and if I have time, I also would like to play uh, Fire Next uh, Time. Uh, yeah. All right, let's do it. Thank you so much for listening. That was uh, Rocket from Russia, and this is Off Their Heads, uh, the song called Clear the Air. Thank you so much for listening. Have a super great week, and uh, enjoy some punk rock music. Uh, this is Off Their Heads. Tell you I wanted to share some important details that you're unaware of. I want you to listen, I want you to care. I'll choke to death if I don't clear the air. It's not a secret that I obsess, and then I get angry, and then I get stressed. And you can't imagine, and you can't compare. You have no frame of reference, and then you get scared. I'm doing my best to help make you see that it's not your fault when I beg and I plead. It's much easier just to go back to sleep, but we gotta find a place to stop. Because I'm falling
want you to care. I'll choke to death if I don't clear the air right now.